You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. What the hell am I doing here tonight? I don't I know. I ask myself that every day. <laughs> Why am I here? Who knows? I haven't even gotten out of the clothes I've been wearing when I was out sweating mowing the yard. Mm, I Ooh. like the way you smell. It's tonight. been that. Yeah, I'm probably stinking the entire studio up tonight, so I apologize to you guys in advance. That's all right. Yeah, they can't smell it on the podcast, can they? The, not yet. Maybe in the future <laughs> we'll have smell, smell cast or That's something. That's I'm really, really happy that we're not doing the web what a video cast tonight though because i'm stream y'all it's i look true. like a total dirt bag right now i look like a, i just have a gross beard it looks very puby today so <laughs> but it's trimmed it's trimmed but like it still looks like pubic hair well all it, oh, it is pubic hair true i mean, I mean you know it, that is something that used to fuck me off when i was younger um <laughs> fuck me off because <laughs> I used to, I mean, I've had facial, I mean, I've always had some type of thing going since yeah. I was a kid. And I used to have a, I used to rock a goatee, or not, yeah. well, this is a goatee, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, this is a Van Dyke, what I have, like the little thing under the chin. Yeah. Um, the goatee is actually, you know, the, the, the shit around, you know, you know yeah. like that, right? And I used to rock a goatee for a lot of years, and I used to take so much shit for it. Really? Um, you know, oh, your mouth looks like a vagina, you know? <laughs> Like, fuck you, right? And Go then, like, look great. And then, like, 1995 hit and Pantera got popular. Oh, yeah. And then all the guys shaved their heads and started rocking goatees. I'm like, oh, fuck all you guys, you know? now And now it's still cool to have a goatee. It's, it's a good look. It's, for me, the problem is it's either it gets too thick or it gets too thin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fuck all you people for, for, you know, bagging on me when I was younger. You traumatized me. It's true. And I'm fed up with it. I'm still fed up with it at my yeah. ripe old age of 967, whatever my age is now. I'm ridiculously <laughs> old. Uh, so, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm burnt out. I don't know why I'm here, Chris. You fucking slave driver. I hate you. Okay. I just want to get off on that note. There's some hostility. Yeah. Just I'm, a little I'm bit. Sensing it. Don't ever say get off to me ever yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. This is the real crime. <laughs> this is the real crime podcast. Episode number 57. We're getting so old. Hell yeah. 57. Wow. Sweet, sexy Chris is here. Hell yeah. Sweet Liam's here. Hello there. That's my first. Be gentle. This is your first. Oh. <laughs> your ass is going to be very, very sore by the end of this show, my friend. Oh, I, I can't wait to feel it. <laughs> God. Um, interesting, interesting week. However, Chris looks really bad this week. <laughs> he looks worse than I do. That's true. Um, he, I don't know Dude, what, seriously, it doesn't matter what happens to me. I will always look better than you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's in the news this week, Chris? In the news this week, uh, the movie I absolutely loved Valerian and the city of a thousand planets abysmally flopped i i've Ooh. been hearing a lot of mixed reviews yeah. on valerian i've been hearing mixed things yeah, yeah. uh only 17 million in its opening Ooh. weekend against a 210 million dollar budget shit valerian was 210 million yeah but the funny thing it's is a beautiful looking movie though. yeah yeah it's um the biggest independent feature ever made 
All the money for that movie was independently raised wow. by wow. Luke Besson and investors. Holy crap. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen with it. I don't think it's actually going to be that big of a deal that it yeah. flopped because it was all money that was independently raised. It wasn't well, a studio Mm-hmm. that put the money up for yeah. it. Yeah. Let's see how that does, though, in the aftermarket. Yeah. Though. How do you yeah. think it'll do, like, internationally? Is well, that, dude, in China seems... and Europe, this yeah, thing is going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be huge. They'll make overseas. their money there. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I want to see it. I haven't seen I haven't it yet. I have seen it. Yeah. I, I... I, saw, I saw Dunkirk. Ooh. Yes. Which I got to see that, good. too. Yeah. In other news, uh, DC came out today and said that they are um, limiting uh, Snyder's role in the DC expanded universe from here on out Ooh. that um, Joss Whedon is going to be taking a much bigger part in the expanded universe from here on out. And also in other news, James Cameron is planning on relaunching the Terminator series with a whole new trilogy, which we don't know if this is going to be a reboot or if it's going to be a continuation. Did you know that there's at least a trilogy of trilogy starters in the terminator franchise now from yeah. rise of the machines to salvation to yeah. genesis yeah isn't that amazing that they were all supposed to they're start all new supposed trilogy. to start something new and then audiences said nah, bullshit yeah and just nope the fuck out of there yeah mm-hmm. well we have to look forward to that thanks james thanks jimmy yeah, i didn't mind genesis that. so much it was dumb but and then, last but not least, Wonder Woman two is a sl- ah, officially slated for two thousand nineteen. Yeah, like we didn't see that coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In other news, um, we did want to make mention of this. Uh, we actually just signed up with ProjectorScreen.com. We've got a new sponsorship through them for the website yes. and the podcast. Uh, starting next week, we're going to start having weekly giveaways for ProjectorScreen.com. They're going to be giving us some coupon codes for $100 off purchases on their sites, and they're also going to be giving us some home theater stuff to give away. So awesome. Great group of people week, there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank awesome. you. Yep. All right, and releases for this week, we've got Atomic Blonde, which was <laughs> kind of mediocre. <laughs> the Emoji Movie. Oh, boy, that's my favorite movie this year. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Ugh, it's going to be me. Happy face, happy face, face. sad face, sad. happy face. <laughs> Stupid. So this is what it's come to. This has come to. They can't think of original shit, so now we're making movies about emojis. I'm I'm looking forward to the movie about Facebook reactions. Yes. That's going to be great. <laughs> the angry the angry movie is going to be the best movie of the decade. <laughs> oh, fucking dumb. Move on. Move on. <laughs> and then an inconvenient sequel is coming out oh. this week too. Ooh. The sequel to an inconvenient truth. This is all we're getting. Ooh. Yeah. Al Gore's got to make money somehow. Al Gore's got to get that climate change money. I mean, you can only invent the internet once. <laughs> this is not necessarily new releases, but I saw an article today that uh, The Void actually has moved its way over to Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on Netflix. So uh, those of you out there who haven't seen it yet, like me, I'm going to queue up my Netflix and I watch that, that shit. Pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so, suggested viewings this week. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. I'm going to go with Valerian because I'm telling you, the movie's fucking awesome. I don't care what anybody else says. I was, like, totally into that flick. Michelle really liked it, too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to go see it. I really just want to see it for the visuals. Yeah. You know, I mean. The it, visuals it, I, are amazing. Just the trailers alone. I was like, we were, you know, yeah. we saw the trailers a couple of times in the theater. And I'm like, wow, 
the colors. I mean, just alone, it's just it's just yeah. mind bending. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. It may not. I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not gonna judge. I'm just gonna go see it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally. Yeah, I'll see it, Chris. Thanks, yep. Chris. Yeah, thanks. I'm, for- I'm excited to see it. Cool. By yeah. you, Liam. Oh, my suggested viewing. All right. Well, um, this week it's a uh, uh, it's a show on Netflix. It's called Ozark. It's with uh, Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. Mm-hmm. It's it's a com it's a crime show, and it's it's similar. I think the best way to describe it is it's uh, Breaking Bad meets uh, Fargo meets Arrested Development. If all of those had were put in a blender, you would get Ozark, and it's it's a really fucking great show. Sounds sweet to me. Yeah. For me this week, I, I, I've been really working hard trying to see stuff that was all the rage and I blew it off because I yeah. just do that a lot yeah. for lack of time usually. <clears throat> and I actually went on Sunday, walked up to Family Video and rented Cloverfield. I've Ooh. never seen it. Never wow. saw it. Never nice. saw it. And, you know, I know it's not really a sequel to it. It's like the idea. I think J.J. Abrams basically said it's like it's like in the same universe. Oh, you're talking about 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. So I watched both those films back to back on Sunday. I had to sit myself down for a while and relax and watch some films. And I did that. So I watched both those back to back. Um, You know, and I remember when Cloverfield came out. That's like got nearly 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. now. Um, That was like the craziest thing ever. Like Mm -hmm. that really blew some minds. Um and watching it even now, you know, with 10 years behind me and all this stuff that's come out in that same type of vein, um, it still holds up. I mean, I mean, thinking about of it, of it that way, oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff yeah. in that same that, that, with that same type of idea. Um, it still holds up. It looks really cool. And I've just been I've been really immersing myself big time into <laughs> what are you laughing at now? Because <laughs> I said the word immerse. No, no. <laughs> Oh, you're just coughing as you... Yeah, I'm just coughing. That's all. I'm paranoid. I don't know when I'm saying anything (laughs) wrong around you. I've been... Have you... You know who the hybrid network is on YouTube? Have you Uh heard of those guys? You know, check these guys out. I'm going to give them Mm -hmm. some props if that's cool. Yeah. Um, They're, you know, they're a great YouTube channel. And these guys are deep... They're fucking nerds. They are straight up nerds. And they cover it all, man. They Anything out there, these guys are like... So what if, like, for example, on the way here, I looked at my phone at a red light. At a red light. Oh, dangerous. I was not moving. <laughs> okay, um, good. <laughs> but I just saw a little pop-up on my, my YouTube feed on my phone that said, you know, what if the Cloverfield monster, Clover, fought one of the kaiju from Pacific Rim? Uh-oh. And they ta- they do, like, these great, cool videos where they kind of explore these ideas. And they also, like, get into, like, well, what's going to happen with the next alien? So you have, like, these guys, like, it's a think tank, basically. Mm. These guys do podcasts. They're a great bunch of guys, and I've been really following their stuff on YouTube a lot lately. So, yeah, Hybrid Network. Look them up on, on YouTube. I'm going to give those guys some props. Um, how the hell did I get to that? You were talking about uh, Cloverfield. Yeah, but that was yeah. That's what made me think about it. They, they, they talk a lot about Cloverfield. They and those ideas. Um, so yeah, I mean that's just somebody I want to throw out there too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I watched Cloverfield and Ten Cloverfield Lane, which was fucking Ten Cloverfield Lane. I love that movie. Oh, I don't yeah. know why people despise that movie. I so much. love that I, movie. I think it's the the people don't like the last ten minutes, and I honestly I don't understand why. I thought it was probably one of the better movies of last year. Dude, just it was the, great. The tension alone was fucking incredible. The, the tension was great. Um, and you don't know how to read it. 
Oh my god! You just don't know how to read it. John Goodman's a, he's a fucking master thespian. The guy's just—he's sick. He's sick, man. He's so good. Well, he's a treasure. Movie, you just don't know which way it's going to go. Is he crazy? You know, is there really something happening outside? And obviously, then when we finally get outside, all that cool ass shit's going on. I never understood why people were like, "Oh, the ending sucks." I'm like, "What else did you expect from the ending?" It's. I mean, it could it could it. have it could have went that way. It could have. It could have. She just could have. And it, 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 you thought it was going. You know, I, we're trying to spoil the fuck out of this thing, but yeah, like, um, it could have went where she just came out, and you felt that for a second, where it was like. Um, well, there's nothing going on out here. What the hell? That would have been a cop out. Yeah, I, I well, it would have been a very soft ending. Yeah, it it needed just... to be connected to Cloverfield in some way or fashion. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm and the it, ending but, and is what movie, ties it together. That movie has really turned me on to this whole Cloverfield universe now. Yeah, yeah. like oh my god, what's going to happen next now? Because yeah, you know, I like these ideas, and we're going to probably get into some of this tonight. But like, uh, mm-hmm. I like this I- these ideas of you know, unrelated things, but related things when it right. comes to films. Um, I, I ended up reading it again. This is a, another example. I read Cryptonomicon again by Neil Stevenson in the last, have you, have you, have you ever read that book before Liam? No. Um, it's a, it's a bear to get through. Mm-hmm. It's almost a thousand pages of nerd talk. It's, it's brutal. Uh, but Neil Stevenson is one of my favorite authors and he writes like that, like Stephen King does also, you know, yeah. he, he, he's got all these amazing stories to tell and he finds a way to weave these, relate these characters in some way. You know, they all, they kind of have a thread and Neil Stevenson has been doing that for a quarter century now with all his story. Well, not all of his stories, but the majority of his stories, they have threads that go through them. And I find that, you know, when he, when it's coming from the mind and the universe of some one person, author, filmmaker, whoever it may be, um, that really hooks you in. Mm-hmm. It makes you interested in this giant story. It isn't just one little autonomous thing. It's this massive machine that you have to try to understand now. Yeah. Um, so 10 Cloverfield Lane, um, I thought, while it isn't, as we know, not a, you know, a sequel to mm-hmm. Cloverfield, something's happening here and I'm really excited to see what comes from that in the future. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I did that. I know I'm really late to the game on that stuff. Um, but Hey, that's what the stuff, that's what, yeah. sto- that's what stores are for. <laughs> you can go watch these things <laughs> after the fact. So yeah, that's, that's, you know, if you haven't seen that, which I'm sure you people out there listening to this show are much more versed in movies than I am. I'm a fucking, I'm a total hack. I'm terrible. Um, <clears throat> but if you haven't seen it, there you go. Check it out. Yep. I did, I like both of those. Watch movies it naked. They're, they're both really good. I I remember seeing Cloverfield the original in the theater, and then just like going like, man, I need to see that again. Well, yeah. the, the scale of it, you know, and we've seen a lot of monster movies yeah. like that, but there's just something about that movie. You know, it was that first person type thing. You know, I don't the found footage, found thing. footage type. And, and that's what it was. Literally, it was a found too. footage film. Yeah, I mean, well, and the performances in it too. I mean, there's some really great acting in a lot of found footage. They skip out to go well. You know, well, we'll just get some random person to run and scream. Right, but right. there's real humanity in that movie. Well, and there and there's some humor. There's some humor. Yeah. There are a lot. There's a lot of little. You got. You know. Sometimes they. I. I think they may have gone over people's heads. But I was picking that out, going, oh, yeah. yeah. And all this shit. This guy's like, hey, what do I do now? <laughs> you know. I mean, it's <laughs> because I think honestly. If you were faced with something like that, you may do the same thing. Oh, I mean, definitely, it's not funny. 
But it is, you know, if you're watching that from outside into something, you're going, this guy's an idiot. What's he doing? Get the hell out of there. What's wrong with you, you know? And just the scale of things. Um, just, you know, we got to go up into this building that's literally tipped over. Oh, my gosh. I, I get... That's a mind fuck, man. I'm getting, like, chills thinking about that scene when well, they're yeah. just climbing up the... Yeah, oh you know, well, just the, the idea of engineering and buildings, and that, that's what was going through my head. Like, my God, you know, this massive thing just, like, knocked this thing over like it was a toothpick, you know? It's, yeah. It's this idea, that idea of scale and what they were going for, and they pulled it off, I think. And that thing that thing is just fucked up looking, too. The oh, clover my gosh. Is just, that's a crazy-looking monster. Or kaiju, whatever you want to call it. Well, they kind of <laughs> redefined the whole monster design yeah. with that movie, too. That was, like, the first time you got, like, a different type of... It wasn't Godzilla. No. It wasn't the Xenomorph. It was, like, they modernized well, the it, idea it was something of the original. massive creature. It was something exactly. different. It was something yep. very original. So, all right. Yeah, I don't mean to riff on that forever. But, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'm glad I spent the time on Sunday doing that. So cool. So what are we gonna talk about this? We're gonna week, talk guys? about our favorite movies, which Ooh. we've never done before. We've never just, you know, we haven't been we haven't been with you guys in a while. It's been kind of nutty here for everybody. Um, we've all kind of had some stuff happening in our in our personal lives, um, so we've had a hard time getting together. But we're here, and we talked about what we were gonna do tonight, and we've really kind of done a lot of focus groups. Basically, I call them. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't. Not really a focus group, but we focus shows where, like, let's talk about a director. Let's talk about a genre. Let's talk about something, right? And really get into the meat of that, which is a lot of fun. But, you know, I like myself just blathering about movies. Shooting yeah. shit. Just, yeah. just, just riffing about movies. And I think we decided we were just going to make our own list tonight and then stomp all over each other the rest of the night trying to trying to get as much airtime as each of us can. Right? Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> I guess, Chris, you can start. The baton will go up your ass first. People are going to hear this list. Of, I know we're not going to get through all of them. No, there's we all just have so much. There's so much. But people, I know people are going to listen, hear these movies that I'm naming off, and they're going to be like, this dude is seriously fucked in the head. Because I'm picking a lot of movies that most people are going to be like, well, how or why? Well, one of the things I wanted to try to do tonight, too, with this thing is we, there's a lot of films. This stuff crosses genres so much. Yeah. And we, there's a lot of films I know that come up every damn week sometimes. It's yeah. just like for, uh, consistently. And I really wanted mm-hmm. to just try to zero in myself on stuff that we may have not really talked too much about. Right. Yeah. You know, but, I, but films that I just worship at the altar mm-hmm. of, right? Definitely. So, Chris, baton's up your ass. Uh, baton's up my ass. The first movie I am going to throw out there is the 1982 black and white musical by Danny Elfman's brother, Richard Elfman, called forbidden zone i've never even seen that. i've never seen it Do, if you guys have never seen this movie like literally i want you to go home tonight and kill yourselves well, because okay. if you've never seen this movie you have not lived <laughs> forbidden zone oh forbidden it's zone. we're gonna have a party here again and we're gonna watch it together okay yes. it is it's a musical it's a black and white musical and <clears throat> danny elfman the composer mm-hmm. was it was the beginning of oingo boingo yeah and <laughs> Oingo Boingo performs throughout the movie, yeah. but it's like crazy shit, like the Alphabet song, and they take a lot of like old like Cab Calloway stuff yeah. and turn it mm-hmm. into these hits where, you know, it's an interdimensional movie where these Jewish people literally enter through the intestines and come out through the anus into the fourth dimension. And there's all kinds of crazy shit going on there. Well, I'm already interested. This like, sounds uh, amazing. Hervé Villachez from 
the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Huh. He plays King Fausto in it. He's a king. No he's shit. a little midget king, and he's got a queen that's much taller than he is with big fat titties. And it's oh, just, dude, I'm totally watching now. Dude, this, yeah, it's, you sold me. Titties. It's one of the most hilarious movies we've ever seen, or I've ever seen. This is one of those that I always fall back on, just like The Godfather 2 or The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I've actually probably seen this movie more than any movie I've ever seen in my life. Wow. That's amazing. I introduced this to the Movie Sleuth crew over here a couple of years ago, and like a few of them were like, I have to buy this shit like right <laughs> now. Forbidden Bone? Forbidden Zone. Bone? Zone. Zone. Bone. The Forbidden Bone. bone. The Forbidden Bone. And there's a bunch it's of, the there's version. a lot of nudity in it, too. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. And there's a dude that runs around, Froggy. He's just a dude in a tuxedo, and he's got a big-ass fucking paper mache frog head on. And that's like the special effects. <laughs> Everything in this movie is cardboard. All the sets are made of cardboard. And it is literally this the sounds, most. I mean, I mean this. I'm not being sarcastic. This really sounds interesting. This the music like is phenomenal. The music is phenomenal. Like they do the alphabet song. A is A. A I U. A I I I You know. <laughs> and then they start to getting into like F. F is fe, fi, fo, fu, F-U-C-K, U, 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 Ficky, Fi, 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 Fo, Fu, Ficky, Fi, Fuck you. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Wow. Yeah. You guys have expect to, to hear this tonight. Yeah. Liam, so, the baton's up your ass. Your turn. Okay, uh, my turn. Um, I, you know, for the first favorite, I it's one I always go back to from from my childhood. It's one of the first movies I I ever saw, and it's it's Toy Story. Oh yeah. Dude. Okay. And and the thing about Toy Story that has always stayed with me, and I, I guess it's it's that it works not only as an animated movie, but you could take the characters out of it and it could work in a live action thing. Okay. It's not a film that's like, oh, check out the this cool state of the art uh, effects. Here's a bunch of toys, and Tom Hanks is a fucking asshole. But you'll like him because you, you've been in that scenario where someone hijacks your thunder. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? Yeah. yeah. And then, there, you know, it's just, I think the animation's great. I think the, the score, I I am a sucker for a great score. And every time there's a, there's a track at the end of the movie when the toys are getting back, and I, I well up. I cry. I'm like, oh, man. I know those toys are going to fucking make it. There's two more movies. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still like, oh, shit. You're still emotionally invested. Though, oh, yeah. How are they going to get out of this? And if if a movie does that and you've seen it like 20 times that's and you're good still invested, yeah. that's a good fucking movie. Well, yeah. I mean, I, if my anxiety level goes up even after watching something again and again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I mean, literally, that's how I judge myself on, on watching films now is... My anxiety level. Yeah. I can feel it rise. I can feel it in my body, like in a, in, when I'm seeing a movie. Um, and if I get that every time I watch a film, well, then you know that you're watching. You know, you're no matter what it is. You know, uh, again, I didn't expect to hear Toy Story. Today, yeah, hey, but man. hey, that's cool. That's that's yeah. that's really cool. Toy Story three is a pretty great movie too. Oh my god, they gosh. all are. But Toy yeah, they Story have this 3. thing for <laughs> getting their hook in you and making you cry. It's. Ugh. Up is emotional terrorism. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> that movie. I I like. I can't watch any more of this after like the first ten minutes. Yeah, like, I, it's I, I, there's more. There's more. Come it's, on, stop it's, this shit. Oh, it's too good. <laughs> yeah, it's too good. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to throw out a movie that I saw only one time, and I really need to sit down and watch it again. It was I only watched it one time, saw it one time, mm-hmm. and it left that much of an impact on me. It's one of those ones that I just keep meaning to go back to or buy it. I don't even own a copy of it, right? Mm-hmm. But I saw it, actually, in a film, the film class I took in college back in, like, 1823. And um, <laughs> it was, you know, yeah, it's just... I, Whale music. I've never even heard of never this. Never heard of it. Whale music. It's it's just it, it, I don't know why our film class teacher. I, it was a use of sound. He yeah. was trying to illustrate use of sound, so we watched this movie. Um, I think it was it was also during an emotional time in my life. I was going through. I, I know. I remember that now. As I was going through a really nasty, like not a nasty, but it was just a really fucked up breakup. Right. I was going through, and mm-hmm. so I was. I think at the time I was looking for something to make me happy again because I wasn't happy, right? Uh, I was very depressed. And our teacher showed us this film. And it, I mean, just watching how it came about, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but it really is about uh, a, a music and like a producer, an engineer mm-hmm. who more or less went rogue. He just kind of went crazy and he lives on the sea. And he was just bringing people in to play music for him. He had everything written, but he was also recording the sounds of the whales. And he was making this part of the music. And it's a, it's a whole story, you know, about this guy and people. And the way it ends just kind of literally had me teared up when I saw it. And it's one of those ones, maybe it's why I don't I didn't want to see it again, because it'll yeah. just bring up all that emotional shit, you know what I mean? Um, but it left when I was writing this list and I'm like, you know, what really left an impact on you? Yeah. And it was that movie called whale music. I don't know who that fuck was in it. I don't remember, but I'm sure I could find it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like some, it was, it was a very well done film. It looked really Mm -hmm. good. So there was money put into it. Um, it was just, you know, it wasn't some big wild movie. It was just this really cool story. I thought, um, yeah, yeah. So check that out. I think you know I should have said that for suggested viewing this week. <laughs> Maybe you should see whale music. Yeah. Um, but that's when I, I, you know, I don't want to go. I could go into a lot of shit on that, but I mean, a, we don't have the time. B, I really don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it yet. I think it's a fantastic. Yeah, because I've never heard of it. I've never, Liam's heard, never of heard of it. it. It may be something that I really. I mean, I maybe it might be my project. Just find a copy of that, order it, and get it. Because I really would like to watch it again. But I'm gonna be a blithering pile of oh, yeah. sniffling goo at the end of the movie, probably. <laughs> it's going to suck. All right, batons up here. Sorry, ball gags in your mouth, Chris. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And it's not washed. And it's not washed. Oh, it's not washed. Even works. Oh, now I'm super excited. I love the herpes. You know, I get bashed for loving this movie a lot, but Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch, I, like, absolutely adore that movie. This was another one like Valerian yeah. where mm-hmm. I just enjoyed the shit out of it no matter what other people say. I've seen Sucker Punch dozens and dozens of times. It's something about the visual effects in the movie are phenomenal. I like that Snyder kind of did his own comic book thing mm-hmm. without it really being an adaptation of something else. I love all those girls. I love the characteristics of all those girls. Obviously, like the physical characteristics (laughs) of the girls, too. But I like the story in that movie. I like that there's mystery to it. And the music. I mean, the music throughout that movie just fucking 
pounds from yeah. the beginning to the end. And the action sequences are awesome too. And it's like sometimes I think we tear this shit down too much. A lot of people are going to like sucker punch it suck, blah, 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 blah. It's like maybe if you could just go into it and just try to enjoy it without tearing every single bit of it down. Yeah. You can see yeah. there's actually something greater there that he was trying to do. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't as succinct as he should have been in the storytelling element of it, but it was still, to me, a really cool movie, yeah. and it's one that I can watch a lot. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. No. No, but, that's not weird. No. I, I remember it's been... God, that. When did that movie come out? That was probably 10 years ago now, too. No, no it's not. I, yeah, it I remember seeing it in the theater and liking it, and it's one of those movies that I, I haven't revisited. Because I remember seeing it as like a 13, 14 year right, old. Right. And that's that kind of movie that when you see it, you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. This just... is the coolest fucking thing ever. And I, I dread revisiting it because I'm worried that now I'm going to be like, oh, fuck. Here we go. This is fucking yeah. bullshit. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> now that you're old and grumpy. I, I feel grumpy. I can't believe I liked this when I was younger. Ah, right. fuck that guy. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck did he know? <laughs> <laughs> Liam, your turn. Ball, oh, okay. ball gags in your mouth. Man. Oh, fuck. I didn't expect that today. Um, <laughs> that's going to leave a mark. That's going to, yeah. Holy shit. Thank God there's no live stream. Oh, my teeth hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one that I, I watched this again, and I this is one I saw at a really kind of crucial point in my life was uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Hell yeah. And I, I adore Charlie Kaufman. And the first time, every time I see this movie, there's there's something different in it. Um, I think Jim Carrey was robbed of an Oscar because it, it is such a, a profound and, and moving performance from someone who, you know, when you think Jim Carrey, you don't think that. You think of Ace Ventura. You think of the yeah uh, the character from Dumb and Dumber whose name I've totally for, blanked yeah. out on. And, and I think the cinematography in it is gorgeous. Um, the the way it's shot, the supporting cast, I mean, there there's some great people in that movie. You got Mark Ruffalo and and uh, Kirsten Dunst and, and just tons of people. Kate Winslet. You get, oh yeah. You, well, you get that. You know, I, I it makes an impact on you. Like you just said, Jim Carrey as an actor. I mean, you're just used to seeing this wild, crazy yeah. guy, and these guys finally step back and do some serious acting. Um, Robin Williams is an obvious other candidate oh, for that yeah. idea. Watching him, like in Awakenings, for example. Oh my gosh, that's a great. That, one. I mean, I don't even want to talk about what dreams may come. We've talked about that movie oh, a lot yeah. here. Um, but you watch Robin Williams in those two films, it's like whoa, or just Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just was watching excerpts of that at the video store the other day, and I'm watching Robin Williams like argue, like you know, a serious, pissed off argument, like right. back and forth. You know, and there's all this emotion there from this guy that you know you're used to seeing, like you know. Harry, sweaty, coked up, running around a crowd with <laughs> with suspenders on, right? But this guy's got range. Jim Carrey has range. Adam Sandler proved oh, that he had gosh. range in Punch Drunk Love. I mean, that movie really turned me out of the guy. Finally, yeah, I couldn't yeah. stand That's that guy. That's another for years. one of my favorites. I was going to yeah. bring up Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, well, there, yeah, well, yeah. we can get to that. I will say, yeah, yeah, um, you got the twofer. You got the twofer. Yeah. twofer. It's it's interesting to see. It, it's just it, there's, it's seeing dimensions of people like that, you know, as actors and as people, because it's got to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, I think that comedy and, and misery are kind of linked. 
Well, it's obvious. Yeah, I mean, in, especially in Robin Williams' case, that the great pathos and humor it comes from a need of, of trying to love. Yeah, and it's and it's world. what it was. It was his, it was his end too. Yeah. Unfortunately, George Carlin. It was partly his end, also as Damn. far as comedy comedians are concerned. Lenny Bruce. Oh my! God. I mean, you know, one of the the original, the greats. Mm -hmm. I mean, these guys all, and I mean, and I can name off a handful of other comedians who are alive, who may not be alive too much longer right mm -hmm. now, who are genius comedians, but they're so fucking tortured inside that they're drug addicts, yep. they're alcoholics. Mm -hmm. um, and that goes, that's for a lot of artists. They're yeah. just tortured, right? Um, so, yeah, I can totally identify with that, seeing, especially somebody like Jim Carrey. As I've seen Jim Carrey do, there's a, it's one of them Facebook clickbait things i saw but it was really cool <laughs> it was a jim carrey giving you know giving like an inaugural like uh, a, a speech. commencement commencement speech thank you did you see this i think i saw it a while dude back. it was yeah. i was damn near in tears he's he's a it was a wonderful he's speech. a convincing guy he can really really get it plus he likes cannibal corpse which i think is that's, pretty that's cool it's really funny. holy shit yeah he's a what well, he was in a well ace ventura back yeah. pet detective that's who that band is that's awesome. that's cannibal corpse and he handpicked that band <laughs> to be in the movie i guess because he loves he loves death metal you know so that's another funny jim carryism too um i guess moving on to me yeah. man this list is just there's so much shit vulgar oh jesus <laughs> i think i may have mentioned this before so i i i'm i'm veering off the script already but i love this movie <laughs> i've I, seen vulgar i don't know if any have you seen vulgar i have not seen vulgar. okay it's, it's kevin smith produced it yeah it's not i've, a kevin I've heard smith. of it it's yeah. brian brian hatheran stars in this who was the star of clerks yeah played dante and clerks he's a star of vulgar um i forgot scott Mosier is the one who actually yeah. directed it mm -hmm. when it was one of kevin smith's main guys um kevin smith does make a cameo as a gay person <laughs> it's pretty awesome <laughs> that's right um this movie is disturbing on a lot of levels it's a very hard film to watch it also has some of the some really great one-liners in it. You know, do them like you did them last time, Daddy. You know, <laughs> shit like yeah. that. If you know, to give you some kind of idea of you know, you know how hard it is to get through this film. Um, it's a. I mean, there's a point in this movie where it is so like this guy is at the absolute bottom. Like you can really feel it, it and you get to see it in graphic detail. And also feel it from him after the events that unfold. Mm -hmm. And then just how it's a really interesting story, too. I mean, I think it is. It's not a huge blockbuster film. I don't think I think it went straight to video back in the day. It um, did. It, it, it was never. It didn't even get like a art house release or anything. No, it, was, it went straight to VHS and DVD. Yeah, it was never anything huge. But I thought my buddy had a copy of it. Who's a huge Kevin Smith. He's like the number one Kevin Smith fan. So anything he craps out, anything he's a part of, he's there for. And this is where I, he's like, you got to watch this. And the idea really was this is something cool to point out is that the character vulgar is a clown. <laughs> and if you watch the original, if you watch clerks, the original view askew logo was that weird clown and drag. Yeah. That's what this character is supposed to bring to life. Brian Hohatheran brings this character to life. Huh. So, you know, it's a fun film to watch. No, it isn't a fun, it's a fucking terrible film to watch, <laughs> but it's interesting. And it's, it, you know, I, it left an impression on me too. I think it was really cool. So yeah, check out vulgar. Hello boys. Guess who? I'm going to go with Tom Twiker's Perfume next. What's with you and all these weird movies tonight? Dude, <laughs> if you've never seen Perfume, it is literally 
one of the best movies that's ever been made and barely anybody's seen it. Yeah, sure. write this I, down. I haven't seen it. Forbidden There's... Bone and Perfume. Forbidden Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hurt you. Perfume is a story of a man. I believe it's during the 18th century. I'm not sure. But anyways, it's about a person who has an amplified sense of smell and he wants to become a maker of perfume and ends up murdering a bunch of people and using body parts and different pieces to help make his sense and eventually is driven mad by the entire thing. But the movies, like I think it's like two hours and 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's really long, but it is an amazing movie. Not Like I said, not a lot of people have heard of this. Yeah, Blake yeah. actually told me about it. Andrew had mentioned it to me, and I watched it online probably you know a year ago. And it literally is like for me, it's on the same level as like Godfather and Empire Strikes Back, stuff like that. It is a great piece of cinema. Phenomenal. I'm literally yeah. noting these down as yeah. we because I yeah, you got I, me I am, intrigued here. I am I am hoping to when this gets published to just like play it back and write all yeah. the movies. Um, Forbidden Bone, <laughs> Forbidden Bone and Perfume. That sounds like its own movie. That sounds Forbidden like a combo. Perfume. No, if you seriously like you're going to wa- start watching this movie, the first 10 minutes you're going to be like what the fuck is going on? By the time like the 25 minute mark hits, you're hooked. You're absolutely hooked. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful movie and it's dark and dirty too. So, see dark, it. Dark and dirty. Ooh, dirty. Dark and dirty. Liam? All right. The whip uh, the whip is going across your back now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> mm. Um, you know, I, I trying to think of another favorite of mine because there's there's too many. But the one, another one that I watch all the time is Walter Hill's The Warriors. Oh fuck yes! It's it's probably the movie. It's my comfort movie. When I'm like, man, I've had a bad fucking day. I gotta see The Warriors, and I and it's it really is a masterpiece of just action genre cinema. Oh, yeah. I, I think every line in it is quotable. Every shot is memorable. The soundtrack is, is incredible. The the score, the you know, the opening shots of Coney Island when they're yeah. coming in and the Wonder Wheel is just lit up. And you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Well, it, it's such a colorful, mm. from a character standpoint, like you have all these different factions that have their own characteristics, unique you know, tribal mentality, but in within that, we get to see you know the warriors who have all these different characters within that that we get to learn about too. Well, right? the warriors cool. themselves are multicultural, whereas yeah. the rest of the gangs are like separated by culture. Yeah. The warriors are they're a melting pot. Yeah. yeah, there was just recently too. I thought it was maybe last year they actually had a reunion of all those guys. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah it was they uh, got together. Yeah, like almost the thirty fifth, fortieth. That that movie, I I have a copy of that. I love that movie. Oh my! Gosh. I I you know, and I don't know why. I'm glad you mentioned it because I'm glad you know, glad it came up because I should have put it on my list. That movie is so much fun to watch over and over again. Um, based on it was based on a Greek. Yeah, it was based it's the on the Odyssey. The Odyssey. Thank you. Uh, which you know, it's great. You know, Old Brother, we're out there. Was based on yeah. Uh, uh. What the fucking yeah. 
hacking it, hacking away here again. <laughs> I think it is. It's it's just one of those movies yeah. where um, I've I've watched it at least. 20 times and I'll, I'll have friends come over and be like well what it's can we ball. watch it's a ball like, put on the warriors it's so fucking cool the gangs the baseball the furies. baseball furies oh my fucking wielding that God. baseball bat like like you know like a samurai sword i'll shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle yeah that's such a great fucking line <laughs> yeah I like it's just it's well, drilled can you dig head. it i mean oh. that that right there is heavy i mean that that whole thing, you know, and the thing that cracks me up, like you know, the the premise of this movie, you have this convention basically. Mm-hmm. All these guys are getting together, and they're all fucking criminals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but there's this beauty, and there's there's this unity, and there's this code that they're trying to live by, um, within their universe. And you have one guy who stands up and says, "Well, let's try to like." You know, let's unify this thing. Let's all be together. You know One I mean? gang could run this city. Yeah, yeah, there you go, right? Yeah. I just find that whole idea insane because it's like you're all a bunch of criminals. I know. But yeah, that movie that movie looks great. It sounds great. It's it's dark. It's it's gritty as hell too. Oh yeah. Um, it's it has everything like a really cool flick of that of like that that caliber has to have. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I could watch that over and over again. Right. It's it's a classic. And you can just cling, cling, cling. Oh, you know, that shit. Luther is such yeah. a he's a great villain. He's oh, he's a one great of the villain. Yeah, iconic villains. Yeah, uh, you know, and I just love. I could watch the ending over and over. Again. Oh, Larry, yes. I mean, dude, it's great. It's, it's great. Oh. Totally awesome flick. Um, let's. I'm gonna keep it in that same realm. Uh, yeah, King of New York. Oh, yes. Abel uh, Ferrara, man. Hell yeah. Yes. With Larry yes. Fishburne, not Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, it was he Larry was Larry Fishburne, Fishburne still. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, that movie, it's such a subtle film, I think. There's, you know, it, if you watch it, if you just watch it like, oh, I'm going to watch a movie about gangsters. Um, you know, it's very, you know, Frank White. No, Frank White. Yes. Yeah, Frank White. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Walken. Yes. Who, you know can pretty much act and he can do anything well that movie accelerated his career yeah very i mean he was a big actor but king of new york really put him in that top tier and there's really Mm -hmm. only i've actually like nerded out on that film and like you know a lot of the female characters in that movie they were all beautiful right um none of them really went to do anything they didn't really go from king of new york right um christopher walken larry you know lawrence fishburne uh steve buscemi was in that Mm -hmm. really uh yeah uh my God, why am I forgetting freaking CSI? Oh, um, Redhead. David oh. Caruso. <laughs> uh, David Caruso, and then, um, God, my brain's stopping. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he really, well, well, the thing about that film. He was good in that movie. David Caruso? I, yeah, yeah. I, he, he don't really appeal to me that much either. No? Yeah. But, I mean, there's just so much, if you watch, I mean, it's, it's an urban film. Abel Ferrara, you know, he... I like. I'm a big fan of Driller Killer, also, which that's Abel Ferrara film, different film. Uh, Abel Ferrara owns that type of yeah, in the city criminal element. You know, it, it's you know it. One thing is it, it don't hold up 
that great as far as like you know it was really uh an animal of its time yeah the, the hip-hop the rap look was very run dmc at the time yeah. and those guys all look like they were in fucking run dmc <laughs> and literally larry, larry fishburne walks in like with that swagger that run dmc had they had that look you know big old gold chains and all that yeah. shit um he owned it though but there's I mean, some yeah, really there's great. some there's some serious brutality in that movie also and frank white and that's the thing is it's such a conflicted character. He's trying, you know, throughout the film, you see him like, you know, I just got to do something good. You know, I just got to do something good. You know, and it's like anything like we hear about the stories of, you know, uh, oh, my God, dude, how am I forgetting this crap? Al Capone, for example, you hear these stories of the you know, historic gangsters who, you know, steal from the rich and give to the poor. And that's exactly what Frank White, this character, was trying to do. Um, and you see that kind of happening through the film. And like, well, this guy isn't so bad, you know. And then the way it ends is just, it's just crash lands. Yeah, it's brutality. It's, it's brutal. Really cool film. I could go on for that one for days about the subtleties that you have to look for in the movie. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Fucking watch it, man. Naked. I'm actually going to launch off your King of New York here with another movie that's kind of similar. In, well, yeah, same genre. Okay. Okay. Copland. Yes. That was cool. Yes. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Dude, Sylvester Stallone. Harvey, Harvey Keitel. Keitel. Great. I've seen it. Yeah. They're, yeah. De Niro is in it. De Niro is yeah, in it. This was like a post. This was like a post Goodfellas movie, basically. Copland was cool. Yeah, Copland is awesome. Movie. What I like about Copland is that... At this point, Stallone's career was kind of going down the tubes. The action part of his career was over, and people were all like, oh, he's getting older, and he's not going to you know, keep doing these action roles. And a few of his movies at that point had totally bombed. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. I'm going to change it up. And he put on a ton of weight. Like, he was, like, seriously overweight and looked unhealthy in Copland. But he puts on that, like, you know, the kind of, you know. He, well, he plays a bitch. He's, he, yeah, he's, he's not, a bitch. Like, he's not, he's yeah. not the tough guy. He's not the, the hero. Yeah, but the movie is. is great. There's very, the dramatic elements in the movie are awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the performances are awesome. Kaitel's awesome. Oh, Kaitel's yeah. always awesome. Another great, you know, just can nail anything that a wall that's given to him. But yeah, Copland, that's one that I can watch like repeatedly. Mm-hmm. There's great re- rewatch. Rewatch. I can't talk tonight. There's great rewatchability <laughs> to this movie. It, I love it. I love it. Great, Chris. We're really happy for you. Moving yeah. on, Liam. All righty. Um, <laughs> it's not back up your ass. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn. Okay, I got to no, read. That's a cool, Copland's a cool flick. Copland is, a, yeah, is awesome a classic. I, I James Mangold makes pretty solid yes. great stuff. Um, this is a... Uh, I'm trying to think of a really good one that, that not a lot of people uh, gravitate towards and, and this is uh, a Wes Anderson The Darjeeling Limited. Oh dude I love this movie. I I Most people I know who have seen Wes Anderson stuff have not seen The Darjeeling Limited and oh my that's God, it's a so shame. Good. Because it's, it's probably one of his best. Um, I would say it's probably his best. I just in a, a thematic and 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 uh, acting performances. Uh, there's uh, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Owen Wilson, and and uh, how do you spell this? I never saw this movie. The Darjeeling Limited. It's uh, D A R 
G E E L I N G. What I love about this movie, number one, is Angelica Houston. Oh, she's fabulous. She's fabulous in this movie as the mom. And the other thing, I. The second the movie started, I didn't think about this when they were like promoting the movie, mm-hmm. but as soon as the movie started, I'm like, okay, Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody, and Jason Schwartzman, the three worst noses in Hollywood, <laughs> and he puts them all in a movie together, Yeah, and you know that's why he did it. It oh. wasn't like, oh, it's because they're great actors. He was like, he was I'm like, going to put the three worst noses every, in Hollywood. Everything <laughs> is, it's so symmetrical in that film, and, it and is. there's- there's some really great moments. Um, I cry every time I watch that film. There's a really lovely scene with Angelica Houston that's one of the best scenes uh, Wes Anderson has ever done. And if if you haven't seen this movie, if you liked the Royal Tenenbaums or or any of his other films, and you haven't seen this one, you are you are missing out. It is a, a genuinely great film. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I actually adore that movie. Yeah. Heartbreak Ridge. <laughs> yeah. The, I like it. The Clint I love Eastwood that. one? Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. That's Can't a- be a shit. <laughs> dumb. Ridiculous at times. Some some of the, yeah, some of the lines in that movie, some of the some of the singing they do is completely cringeworthy. Um but Clint Eastwood, of course, like anything he's ever done, plays that role like a pro, knocks it out of the ballpark. Um, you know, and there's some genuine sadness in that movie. I mean, it, you know, it's based on the premise of, you know, these soldiers who have been through this shit, literally, um, and they're having to, you know, lead young soldiers into this stuff too, right? There's a lot of, it's a really funny movie. It's damn near a comedy, right? But the, <laughs> the last 20, 25 minutes of it, of it, when they actually go to battle and some of these characters that you've watched through the whole film who are these goofy, just goofy, dumb characters. Like, not really well acted either. Um, well, it's, it was the time period, too. Yeah, it, it was so campy, but some of these people die. Like, in battle. You know, and you're like, whoa, that guy was like that goofy guy. You can't kill him. He's not allowed to die. But it, they do. And I noticed that as I've watched Heartbreak Ridge so many times now. <laughs> um it's one of those ones that you know. There's some real sadness in the film, with amongst all this hilarity and all this goofiness, right? Um, with Clint Eastwood, you know, very, you know, that role, I, you know, really kind of fit with the time for him, like every which way, you know, you can, and but loose and all that stuff. Um, same kind of tough guy role he was doing, but less like junkyard brawler stuff, but more, you know, obviously and more, you know, drill sergeant type thing, you know, come oh six hundred. Your ass is mine. Gunny. <laughs> Gunny. Gunny. You know, Gunny Highway. Uh, that's a fun, it's a. What a stupid name. Your name's Gunny, and my name's going to be Gunny Highway. It's ridiculous. It's fucking movie, talk to a chair. There's so dude. much in that movie that'll make you cringe. There really is. There, It's <laughs> the whole Bionic Marine song they sang. Like, I'm sitting there going, stop, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Uh, but I can watch that movie over and over again. It's just, it's a riot to watch. So, yeah. That's one of my picks. I might take a beating for that, probably, but that's okay. Wow. Who cares if you like it's it? A fun you like flick, it. Yeah. fun movie, fun. I just love Clint Eastwood. He can he can do anything for me, and I love that guy. <laughs> Chris, it's your turn. You know this one was gonna get thrown out there, so I'm just gonna do it right now. Mm. Evil Dead Two, yo. Fuck oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, owns it. Owns one. One's good. One's good, one's but two, 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 two take- just does. 
It don't stop, man. It don't stop. It's one of the most ridiculously fast-paced movies you'll ever see. And it literally starts insane and doesn't let up on you at yeah. all until the end. Well, Raimi, when it's over. Raimi does this perfect thing with Evil Dead 2 where... You know, he almost retells the story of Evil Dead 1, yeah. but now he's like, well, okay, I have a little bit more of a budget now. I can make the effects look better. Yeah. We're really going to ramp up this stuff with the crazy camera movement yeah. running towards the cabin yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. And the humor, I mean, seriously, what's in my fruit cellar? Like, I mean, <laughs> they're... It's again, it's one of those things where you got this hilarity going on. Yeah. with Amongst, amongst all this death and gore, I've always found that fascinating. Well, and obviously, you know, a lot of it belongs to Bruce Campbell, oh, too. Yeah. He brought... The You're going down. Groovy. Groovy. He brought an epic performance to that movie, but he always does that. That guy has a great handle on being campy in comic and also a pulling being a total badass and a smartass, too. <laughs> But yeah, Evil Dead 2 is one of those movies where, like, I was a kid and I remember seeing the poster and being like, ooh, that looks scary. That looks, I don't want to see that movie. And yeah. when it was first released, <laughs> Evil Dead 2 had an X rating. You know, you had to be 18 no matter what to get into that movie. And then I think I was like a teenager when I first saw it. And it's been on constant repeat ever since. Mm -hmm. That's an old standby. That's yeah. one, oh, hell yeah. you, you know, you can just put it on and watch it. You know, and just your cares just dissipate. Yeah. Because the entire movie from front to back is that. It's it's great. Good. And the practical effects work, you don't get shit like no, you that don't anymore. See, you, you, that movie, there's no movie, I'll say, I'll, I'll lump them both in, that look like Evil Dead 1 and 2. There's nothing that'll ever look like that. No, and like the whole or thing. feel with like the, that either. The whole thing with the tree, like seriously, oh God, you fuck. do not get practical effects like that anymore and you can't recreate that with cgi oh my god it looks so damn real yep chainsaw next up okay uh i was i was already gonna say evil dead so this this fucks me up <laughs> um, oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go to one that's another uh classic that i i think it's getting more appreciation but it could always use more love and it's the iron giant Oh, dude. I love that. I adore I love that movie. The Iron Giant. I, I, Again, it's another one of those movies. I guess what the common thread in all the movies that I watch that I really love is if you can emotionally connect with it. Mm -hmm. And The Iron Giant is it works not only as like an animated movie, but as as a, a genuine film, as, as a, a character piece, as a... a Period film, it works in, in a lot of ways. I I just, everything about that film, it's it's hard to talk about it because it's like one of those films that I saw so many times and, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's, it is smart and human and, and funny and heartbreaking and it's it just leaves you in that ending. Just leaves you with a big dopey smile on yeah, your face, yeah. and and you just feel good after watching it. I always say that Iron Giant was Vin Diesel's best role. Oh, of course, <laughs> definitely absolute best role of all time. Because you never see him. You never see him. <laughs> you only get to hear him a little. You don't bit. have to see his weird human baby looking face. Yeah, 
He he looks <laughs> like an overgrown toddler. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Every time I see Fast and the Furious, he's like, let's talk about family yeah, after I, I get say. my diaper changed. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dom. We got to go do this. It's Not family. now. It's nap time. Family. I need my biggie. Family. Yeah, family time. Yeah, you know, just an interest of throwing this out there because <laughs> I think it'd be fun to throw this out there. Super Troopers. Yes, dude. You know, and I tend to lean more towards the you know epic type films. That's what I really like. I like sad films. I mean, I really like the darker stuff in cinema. But Super Troopers, when I saw it, took me back to the Animal Houses. The na- well, the National Lampoon feel of yeah. comedy, right? Uh, unfortunately, Broken Lizard, that group of dudes, they do some really great stand-up stuff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for me, Super Troopers is the only thing that I thought they did that was really good. I have yeah. a copy of uh, Club was it Club Dread. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Club Dread that much. A lot of poontang in that film. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of eye candy, but really th- it was not very funny. Super Troopers is one of those, to me, and I mean, and I have it on my list here, and I'll just, I'll just knock this one out while I'm talking about it. I mean, Animal House to me is the funniest film ever made. There's oh, just no movie I've ever seen that has that to me has that level of intensity from beginning to end. And even like the deleted stuff that you see, like in the super secret ultra special edition they did. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's so many little cutaways, and I may have mentioned that on the show. There's just like little cutaways that they they added back to the film. They're just ridiculous looking. Um, that movie has Super Troopers has that same feel to me. Mm-hmm. It's goofy from beginning to end, you know. And they and they take this idea of like state troopers, like police officers, and there's just all this stupidity <laughs> that you that you're not supposed to see as a, yeah. as a citizen. Um, you know, it's just a fun movie to watch, man. And I love watching that movie over and over again. You know, Ramrod. <laughs> right meow. <Yeah. laughs> you know, I, I, who wants I, a mustache ride? Me. I mean, that shit just kills me, man. It's it's one of those movies that you can just hang out and, and enjoy. Yeah. I, I think it, it, you are absolutely right. It has that hangout kind of feel. Yeah. yeah. There's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. And it's it's just a good time. Yeah. And a lot of comedies they go, Oh, well, we need this plot, we need this big yeah, thing. Yeah. It's yeah. No, you just need to be funny. These guys and literally the yeah, I mean the, the 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 conflict is between state troopers and city cops. That's like <laughs> the big argument here. And like they're you know, like they're trying to get the you know the one guy, I forget his name. Uh, he starred in Club Dread. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you just come over with us. Come over to the city. I'm all highway. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, holy crap. You know, there are some heavy, a couple of little heavy moments. But in in general, it's just this goofy, like, open bar. And it's like this formal. He's yeah, all ch- fucked up. You know, chugging, like, chugging maple syrup. Yeah, chugging maple syrup. And, you know, there's there's all these great so things. Gross. And, and the idea so is, like, you know, you don't see this. You know, yeah. you we're average citizens, so we get pulled over by a cop, or we, you know, you're you're getting this official thing, right? <laughs> and you're that's the beauty is you get to see all this cool, dumb shit that may really happen. I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, I hope it don't. <laughs> it's kind of scary if you think about it. But it's just a fun movie, man. I mean, it's something. Yeah. It's one of those ones I can just keep going back to and just just riffing on and laughing at. I mean, I and they're they're working. The last time I checked, they are they were crowdfunding it. Yeah, two. They're working on a Super Troopers too, and the the shots I saw they looked the same. These guys all aged pretty well. Yeah. 
So that's a pretty old film, though. It's not old, old, but yeah. we're talking 15 years, maybe, yeah. something like that. Probably yeah, 15. 15. They all look pretty good. I mean, and I don't think that's the type of film that they had to really be, like, young. I mean, you know, Super Troopers in the future, you know, whatever, you know. <laughs> Takes Manhattan, I don't know, whatever. Um, fun movie, though. You know, I, I love that that level of humor where it's just over, the, you know, it's over the top like Animal House was. So that's, that's one of my picks. I'm going to go with the old standby right now, the movie that you can put on any day of the week, multiple times during the week. I don't know what you're going to say. And watch it mm-hmm. over and over again because every goddamn character is so good. Yeah. Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah you yes. read my mind. Yeah. Am I, I funny? How am I funny? Am I funny? Get that your movie, fucking shine box. Yeah, there's just, there's, that movie. It's Scorsese's. It's fucking flawless. It's, 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 the, flawless. Peak, it's the peak of his career. Yes, he's made numerous fucking awesome movies but goodfellas is that one where you just you get that trifecta of the awesome actors all in one movie together and you get ray liotta at the peak of his career too and it's a flawless movie there's nothing i can't say i can't come many times i've watched that movie i I, yeah i've watched standby like you said yeah Yeah. there's nothing bad that you can say about that movie other than your mom saying that's too violent for me there's too many curse words they, they say fuck too many times <laughs> you know and that, that launched the careers of a lot of you know i mean you like um uh, vincent frank vincent yeah who plays uh elmo blatch is that his name yeah. mm-hmm. you know that, that kind of got him going um samuel l jackson yeah samuel l jackson was in that also from the Sopranos, uh, Paulie Walnuts. Yeah, there's his a... name, uh, Sir Pico. Yeah. Yeah. his last yeah. name. He plays a small role in that. He's one of the one of the cronies that grabs a mailman and throws well, him in the friggin' pizza oven. And you know, it's one of those movies. Lorraine that, Bracco. Oh, come on! Right? It's one of those movies that literally like launched a slew of other movies that tried to be exactly like it. And no one can touch no it. No one can no touch one. it. Casino was I well, mean, yeah, different. That different was but the same. I different think. but yeah. the same. That's Scorsese too. Yeah, I mean, but I, different feel. But man, I, I think you know, just we'll wrap those in the same thing. Yeah, like Goodfellas is the movie though. Goodfellas, Goodfellas is the movie. Is Casino the movie. is like the follow up. That's like almost as good. Casino's yeah. like the underappreciated younger brother. It's I, a good movie. Yeah. I mean, but I would Goodfellas pro- is like fucking ten out yeah. of ten. Yeah. Well, I mean, Easy. the thing about Goodfellas is the way it's edited together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much tension. Like in that last scene when he's in the kitchen and he's all fucking coked out of his oh, mind dude. and gets in the car and the helicopter's following him. That's one of those scenes. It, it's it's an iconic, it's an iconic motion yeah. picture moment. Yeah, it's probably one of the best scenes ever filmed. And well, that whole day. Yeah. The whole like yeah. lead up to that where he's just like he looks like death warmed over. Yeah. And the comedy that's infused in the movie too. Mm-hmm. Like Pesci, I mean, he's a fucking prick. Yeah. But he's, he's a lovable oh, guy. Yeah. But he's, he's lovable. Like yes. and that's the weird thing that Scorsese can do. Like he can take these evil, bad, bad people and make them relatable. And that's the really funny thing about Goodfellas is like you relate to <clears throat> Leota's character as like, well, you know, he's a horrible person. He's a criminal. He's killed people and he's stolen and done all these crimes, but 
He just wants to live the American dream. Yeah. And that's the amazing thing well, about that movie is you sympathize with everybody in that movie, even though you know there's not going to be a good yeah, ending. No. Well, Jimmy, uh, Joe Pesci's character, there's there's a lot of humanity in that character, too. There really is. The whole sequence where they're, they're you know, after they, you know, they, yeah. they do the D and they go and, you know, his mom wakes up. Oh, what are you guys doing? And then she's got to feed him. Yeah. And there's this whole beautiful sequence. Hey, you want to see my picture? Yeah. yeah look, at the, look at the white hair. You know, hey, it looks like somebody we know. Hey, 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 you know, but like you hear there's a there's an actual line from that sequence that really kind of made me really like love Jimmy, that character, because, you know, he's, why don't you find yourself a nice girl? Why don't you find yourself a nice girl? And he's like, oh, mom, I get a nice girl every night. You know, yeah. I come home in the morning. <laughs> I want to be with you. I want to be with you. I love you. You know, and I'm like, wow, that guy really loves his mom. And anybody, yeah. any any prick, you know, they we all got mothers. I always say it all the time. <laughs> we all have mothers, um, and Jimmy did too. Right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. and then and you see that tie up towards the end where it's like, yeah, they even shot him in the face so his mom couldn't have an open face, you know, open casket funeral, you know. So you see her kind of come back into the picture a little bit, like she was a real big part of his life. Yeah, right? and they want to fuck that up. They want to fuck that up because they hated him because he did some really he because he and the other side he did some horrible shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did some horrible shit. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, just random killings. I mean, that movie had. I mean, as far as dimensions of characters and that short time, couple hours, you know, yeah, it's about two yeah. and a half, yeah, two yeah. and a half. Yeah. That short time, you get so much. There's so much crammed down your throat uh, in that short time. It's such a dense film. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you like, especially if you like that genre of film, you know, if you're a Godfather fan. Yeah, if you fan, like mafia movies, yeah, that's, no, I, that, I, yeah, I love that shit. That's the pinnacle. <sighs> that is the absolute pinnacle yeah, of Yeah, you can't, films. and nothing will ever be that good. Mm-hmm. No, because everything now feels like it's an imitator. Well, yeah, it just feels yeah. synthesized. It don't yeah. feel real. Like, um, like a, for instance, Donnie like, Brasco, I thought, I'm like, oh my God, and Donnie Brasco's a fun movie. It's a great movie, yeah. but that feels like an imitator. Even the movie, The Iceman with, oh, uh, that was, oh, that was, yeah, that with was Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, and Ray Liotta was in that. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's a different Killing Them Softly was another, I mean, this is a newer one too. Killing Them Softly yeah. really missed the mark. There was something really, liked it, but it just was like, okay, this feels, and I don't think it was supposed to be really a gangster film, mm-hmm. but it felt like that. You know what I mean? Um, Revolver. I thought, you know, I thought they were going to go for that. You know, that's Guy Ritchie. That got really, what the yeah. hell happened there, man? Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a, we could go on for days about There's been dozens of, of imitators that have tried to capture that same camera style, yeah. the same lighting, the same type of costume design, the same type of soundtrack. Same editing, they, too. Yeah, they've tried to do this over and over yeah, and over flashy, again. Yeah, quick cuts. And... I mean, He's the only person that can do it. Mm-hmm. Well, it had the darkness of the Godfather. That's yeah. one thing I've always said about the Godfather is it had that dark, you know, like the office, you know, Vito Corleone's office. Right. Dark with a cat. <laughs> well, um, and the office was just as much of a character as yeah, totally. Brando was. But yeah, you mentioned the like the soundtrack to Goodfellas, you know, and, you know, like Casino kind of had the same idea too. They were working yeah. on these really great songs in there, you know, and it's one of the funny things. Uh, what, what a morning show I used to listen to. They interviewed uh, Henry Hill, Hank Hill, um, before he passed away. 
and they talked about, well, Goodfellas, that movie's got all these great songs. Did you know? Did gangsters listen to rock and roll? They're like, oh yeah, we love that shit. And it's like, oh, that's kind of neat. The yeah, gangsters, they these, actually these arts criminals, song. like they're into <laughs> rock and roll. You know, it's like that's kind of neat. So that movie, that movie can spawn millions of conversations. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what it's doing right now. You can't really touch Goodfellas. No, it's 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 hallowed ground, man. I'll be honest. I think Goodfellas. You know, I've got some other favorites here, like Empire Strikes Back, Aliens, Full Metal Jacket, ones like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Godfather Two. I still think Goodfellas. Yeah. I will put that movie above them all. Yeah, every time. Yeah, it's it's, it's you, genius. It fucking, it just you transcend into that world. You are literally sucked into that world, and you are living those lives. Yeah, you you get to see the genesis of a of a criminal, mm-hmm. you know, in Ray Liotta, uh, you know Henry Hill, Hank Hill. You get to see that genesis. You get to see a young kid, and I mean the movie sums it up. Like the first line is that it's it's so, it, that was so masterful. I always wanted yeah, to be a yeah, gangster. Always, you know, ever since I was a child, <laughs> I always wanted to be a gangster. You know what I mean? Dun, dun, you know, um, that sums it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and then how it ends, you're like, oh man. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liam, give us another one, yeah. yo. All righty. Uh, this is a documentary, and it's it's one I watch. You know, I don't rewatch documentaries because once you see one, you're like, wow, I learned a lot of shit. But yeah, no, I'll move on. This movie, American movie, I think, is one of the best documentaries ever made, and it's one of the best movies ever made. It's a story of this guy from uh, Wisconsin, and he's trying to make money to make a feature film. But everybody around him has no fucking clue what they're doing. And it's it's this inspirational uh, story. It's it's funny. There's there's memorable characters who are actual real people. American movie? American movie. It's okay. it's uh, it's a documentary. It came out in ninety nine. And it's it's really just a wonderful story and it's it's hilarious. I've never seen a documentary that's like a quotable cult comedy. And mm-hmm. that's how I would describe American movie. See, I remember when this came out, but I never saw it when it came out. It's, now it's I need really, to see it. It's a really good one. It's very funny. I, I would say there's some there's some good stuff in it. It's it's worth seeing. I gotta. Okay. Say, I wonder if it's on Netflix. I I saw it there. I don't know if it's still on there. They've got an amazing catalog of documentaries, <laughs> dude. Oh, they, dude, amazing. Yeah, they specialize in that stuff. Yeah. All right. Um... God, this is getting tough now. You don't have one? Oh, I got plenty. Throwing out, y'all. Balls for days, man. Um, <laughs> nice, Chris. Real classy there. Yep. You know, I'm just going to throw this out there. We, we've talked about Hellraiser before. Um, mm-hmm. So I hate to be redundant. I'm trying, I've been trying to stay away from that. But Hellraiser 5, Inferno. Yeah. You ever seen it? I did not like that movie one bit. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought it was more of a drama. That was the one with Craig Sheffer in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was more of a drama. You had this horror element. There was some really ghastly things to look at in that movie. Yeah. But I thought the story is one of the most compelling stories they've ever done as far as expanding that whole universe. Um. We've talked about this before on the show that I could have done without anything past part two, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. However, absolutely. it is where it is, and I'll take it for where it is. Part five, Inferno, was a very interesting story. It also introduced the character, the engineer. 
in this universe, um, which basically is Pinhead. <laughs> yeah. But I like the line, like the hunt for the engineer and the engineer will hunt for you. Are you the engineer? You flatter me, sir. I mean, there's some really kick-ass lines <laughs> in this movie. Um, yeah, and there's some pretty ghastly shit to look at, too. But I thought, you know, it was it's about a guy who can work puzzles. He just, you know, and a lot of these, you know, they, they work that element in with the lament configuration and yeah. stuff like that. But this guy can work puzzles. He's a brilliant guy. He's a, he's a yeah, he's another one of them real conflicted characters. He's a, he, he's a lawman. He's a detective. Uh, but he's also a dirtbag. You know, he's a, he's a scumbag in a lot of ways too. He's an adulterer. You know, he's a, you know he's a bad person, um, and he gets in, he gets himself wound up into something that he never gets out of. Um, I thought it was just a neat film for for that universe. Like I said, if it never was made, you'd be just, just I'd be trying. okay with that. Yeah. But it was made, and I'm gonna explore it. It's a Hellraiser film, right? Um, and I think out of all the ones now, we're, we're, we're up to like nine now, which Revelations was a complete disaster. Yeah, the they just keep they pumping these out. They either need to reboot <laughs> or just shut the fuck up. I mean, at least <laughs> like eight. I mean, you no know, Debtor and Hell World. Yeah. Those ones. I mean, they at least they had uh, Doug Bradley doing the character. Revelations right. was fucking somebody. I don't even know how. It was terrible. Yeah. Literally, there's like about five minutes of footage in that movie that's worth watching. Out of, the, <laughs> out of like the nine. It's, it's, I've watched it. It's a piece of shit. It's a really bad movie, but I thought Inferno was something kind of different. They were trying something different with the franchise. Um, I thought it was cool. You know, Hell yeah, it's it's a real conflicted thing that I have with it. Like I said, I could do without it, but it's here. I'll just enjoy it for where it is. I gotta check it out again. I, I saw it when it first came out on like VHS. You know, hunt for the engineer, and the engineer will hunt for you. Excellent, we, excellent, excellent. Let's move on, Chris. Bone Tomahawk. Fuck yeah! Yes. Bam. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that was pretty loud. We Sorry, all did guys. it. Look at that. We, we all did. We, we all peaked. spiked Sorry, we because the that movie's Bone Tomahawk great. is a fucking sweet movie, man. It basically takes, it reinvigorates the whole Western style, Dude. but blends it with horror, and it works really, really well. The lovely Michelle is the one who turned me on to that yep. movie. Oh, man, I'm so happy. The cannibal sequences are so brutal. Holy oh, crap. my God. It, I've never winced. While watching a movie, that fucking movie, I had to yeah. pause it and just go. Ugh. It just has a. I mean, the movie just has a great name. It yeah. sounds like a tough name. Bone, Bone Tomahawk. Tomahawk is the coolest fucking title. Yeah, it's a ever. great name. I mean, you, and you know what? Michelle said it was good. We talked about it on the show here a while back, a long while back, and Michelle was raving about the movie. And I'm like, you know what? I went to like I got it for like three bucks. I just bought a Blu-ray. I got it for like only three bucks, so you can't yeah, beat me, that, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, well, if it sucks, who cares? But I'm gonna take a chance on this one. This is one of those I'm really happy I did that. Yeah. I I took Michelle's advice, and I'm and I next week I was like, oh my god, that was I got I got the screener for it like when it was first released, and I was like. Oh, this looks pretty cool. I love Kurt Russell. I love Richard Jenkins. This is going to be pretty yeah. sweet. And then it was like that slow burn where they're like in the desert like forever. And then they finally get to where they're supposed to go. And then everything just like explodes. Well, there's a, there's a lot of great interplay, too. Like, you, Oh, yeah. There's this horrible shit going on. And these guys are all, you know, that's one of the things that Michelle, I, that she said that stuck with me even before I saw the film. She's like. These guys are having a conversation about like life and all kinds of stuff, right? Um, and you got to think about what they're going to do. Yeah. What yeah. they're going to face. Yeah. 
And it's like, that's insane. And I mean, that stuck with me, what she said. I'm the and they're like, they're like heroic about it. They're like, we're going to be facing this evil shit, but we're just going to go do it. And the thing is, I don't even really consider that to be evil. They call it the Valley of the Starving Men. Yeah. yeah. That's what they were. These weren't evil. I don't think these were necessarily evil well, But they knew characters. they were going to be facing yeah. something, you know. They were facing something that we, you know, them as civilized people yeah. would construe as evil. And yep. I guess, you know, it's kind of a shitty thing to take your wife. Kind of a dick move. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a shitty thing to take your wife to eat her. Yeah. It's kind of kind of an asshole move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that movie's a shit. That, that movie is so great. good. It's I a mean, great just a, movie. There's a great scene like where he's just you know, corn chowder. Yeah. Well, that's the worst smell on tea I've ever smelled in my life. It's not tea. It's corn chowder. And Ooh. when they're eating, it's all fucking sloppy well, and yeah, shit. Well, that, I think I, he's got that, you know, Kurt Russell's got that massive mustache. Yeah. So he, he takes a sip of the corn chowder out of a cup, which that's a great way to eat soup. I, I really yeah. would prefer to eat I want to know, though, way. I wonder if he shaved that shit off between Bone Tomahawk and the Hateful Eight, Eight or if it, or I can't remember which I'll, came out first. Bone Tomahawk you know, came out first. I think it did, yeah. too. But, but yeah, yeah, he's there like wiping it out of the mustache. Yeah, there's just so, it's such a cool looking movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a great film, and a lot of people haven't heard of it. And the sounds those yes. things made. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, That's but scary. that one scene in the cave where it was like, oh, my God, they just did that. Yeah. I was sold. I'm like, this is a great horror movie, but it's a Western also. Yeah, it, yeah totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That, thank you for mentioning that. Yes. You don't see hybrids like that very often. That's what I really like about That are convincing it. without looking campy and stupid, right? That movie looked real. looked really scary. You know, it's awesome flick. In Liam. It, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. No, I'm good. All right. Okay. I, I have a suggestion that is a, a favorite of mine and not a lot of, again, all these favorites are ones that I, I think people should see because I could talk, I could wax poetic about Star Wars and, and everything. Oh, yeah. Yep. This movie is is probably the funniest horror comedy I, I've seen since, like, Shaun of the Dead, and it's called What We Do in the Shadows. I've never seen this. I've never seen. I've seen that. I've seen a ad. I've seen that thing pass by a million times. It's it's a vampire mockumentary about these vampires who room together in New Zealand, (laughs) and it's it's so goofy and and fun, and there's there's a great interaction. There's other undead people around them, and it's and so like there's a, a they have a feud with the werewolves. (laughs) <laughs> and they and it's just it's so goofy. Yeah. So watch, you know, there's there's uh, great dialogue in it. Um, there's just the reactions of the people who it's shot like a documentary. So you'll see them dressed like vampires, dressed like great aristocrats, walking the streets of of New Zealand, and just right. people looking like what, what the hell, what the hell is what, going what are on? These guys, yeah. Uh, it's from a New Zealand filmmaker named uh, Takia Watiti, who is is directing uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, okay. And if if you're wondering who the hell is this guy, why why should I give a shit? Watch what we do in the shadows, and you will understand because he is a fucking comedic genius, and and the way he blends the genre. Yeah. It's it's criminal how funny he is, and he did another one called Hunt for the Wilder People, which is also really good. Yeah, I've heard of that one too, mm. and had it in my Netflix queue, but never finished watching it's, it. It's, never watched it. It's great. They're both great movies. I'm gonna switch gears. Okay, big time. Go for it. <laughs> you remember a band named Workhorse, Chris? Yeah, yeah, the Workhorse, the Workhorse movement. movement. Yeah, 
if it wasn't for that band, I would have never seen this movie because they were like, we're basing our whole set around this movie. You got to learn, you know, if you're going to play in this band, you have to love this movie. And that movie, I tried out for those guys years ago. Um, Superfly. Yes. <laughs> Ron Perlman. Not Ron Perlman. Uh, what the hell is his name? Ron. I, I, how can I forget this? Superfly? Superfly. Ron. Superfly. How can I forget Ron, not Ron Perlman? My God, you, you dumb, <laughs> dumb person. Hang on. I got to say his name because it's really great. Super flat. Ron O'Neill. Ron O'Neill, thank you. That, and I mean, I, I actually did like about a year ago. I ha- I've had the VHS of that thing since I was a kid. I mean, since I was told to, I had to understand this movie to play in this band if I was going to try to get into. And... Um, I ended up getting a DVD about two years ago. Finally, I ordered a DVD of it, and there's only you know it's a pretty limited press. Yeah. Um, but God, it's great because it's got a bunch of bonus stuff on there. They talk about how they filmed this movie, what they had to go through to film this thing, because they had no permits. They they couldn't afford the permits. It was really low budget to do this movie, um, and literally they're just like we were going from corner to corner, getting kicked off of corners in New York, filming this thing. The car. For example, was the the guy who plays the pimp in the movie? If you've seen, if you guys seen Superfly, I, I've I seen am, it one time. I, I the, need to see it again. One of the guys that plays the pimp, it was his car, and he let him use the car just for the movies. <laughs> it was this badass, tricked out Cadillac, or it was a Lincoln actually. Yeah, can't another one of those ones campy as hell. You know, dated as shit, but God, it's so much fun to watch. You know, from the ironic standpoint, mm. I mean, it was movies like that, like in the '90s when we had this whole '70s revival going on, and like people, like I, I'd see people like in National Coney Island with like afros and like handlebar mustaches and yep. shit. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? It was movies like Superfly that, that turned people on to yeah. that stuff in the '90s when we were growing up and stuff like that. I mean, it's a fun flick. I mean, the soundtrack's all fucked up on it. It's got a weird... It's all funk, uh, isn't it? Isn't that Curtis well, yeah, yeah, Mayfield? Curtis, Curtis yeah, Mayfield. Yeah, that's right. I actually yeah. got a die cut of the soundtrack on vinyl. It's one of them weird die cut records. It's sweet. Cool. Look, it's so sweet. Yeah, it's uh, Curtis Mayfield. The soundtrack is phenomenal on there. But it's just got some weird like montage stuff. It's a really jumbled up kind of film. But it's about a guy, you know, there's a good story. It's about, a, you know, it's about a guy who's trying to, like, change himself. You know, there's a there's humanity in there. Ron O'Neill's really cool. You know, <laughs> young blood priest, man. Um, there's just another one. It's like another it's like another vulgar. It's like there's more one liners in that movie than you can shake a stick at. And it's like, you know, you can just you can watch that with friends if you're all into yeah. it and be like, dude, dude, totally, you know. <laughs> Oh man, beautiful girls like you making my job harder. Uh, you know, shit, like just all this great shit. It's it's a fun flick, man. It's one of my go-to movies when I want to watch it. It's, you know, it, it, it it's fun. It makes movies fun. You know, it don't have to be depth and gloom all the time. So yeah, if you haven't seen Superfly, gonna make you ultra man cry. I'm gonna throw. We, I think we should. Awesome. We, I think we got time for each of us to throw one more out. Yeah, we. I knew this was gonna be a catastrophe. Yeah, of time oh, yeah. Tonight. But this is okay. So I'm going to go even further into left field with this one. Okay. I spit on your grave. Oh. you! I know that's one of your favorites. You know, there's something about The original? That, the original. Okay. I, I like the remakes, too, other than the third one. But um, there's something about I spit on your grave that I really love, you know, I love the revenge 
in the vengeance aspect of it. It's a very, it's a very, um, it's a very satisfying movie. Yeah. It's a very visceral movie. You know, the rape sequences are brutal. They're terrifying. It's tough. Mm. It's, tough. it's it's grimy. It's gruesome. Everything that happens to her is horrible. But she has such great vengeance on these backwoods fucks yep. that it's a great movie. Yeah. And you know, you don't get a lot of backstory for her, but you know she's a very powerful woman, or at least she comes into her own during the movie. She's victimized, and then she takes the power back by torturing yeah. and killing all these people. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is, you know, I had seen the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, the Friday the 13th movies. All that stuff is, like, very male-centric. Yeah. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. you get the, the female heroine, the final girl. I Spit on Your Grave was, like, almost the originator for that uh-huh. you know even though that was more based in reality versus a friday the 13th movie i spit on your grave really started a lot of that yeah like female empowerment horror where they you know destroy the aggressor and uh-huh. i love the way the movie shot too it's just it's just grimy and gross but it looks real so i think it's a great movie yeah okay. awesome. all right um, this this last one is uh, is a personal. Well, all these are personal favorites, but it's one I I've, I I think to qualify as a favorite, you have to really really love it. And there's no film that I I have fallen more in love with on rewatch than Blue Velvet. Oh God, uh, yeah. yeah, I I dude. adore every frame of that movie. I, I think it's one it's, of my all time favorites. It's so Easily. great. The performance is Dennis Hopper. Holy fuck, is yeah, that a, a, a frightening? You can't touch that guy. Amazing performance. It's Ever, just, there's nothing wrong with that movie. Frank Booth is uh, one of the one of my favorite villains, villains of all time. Absolutely. Uh, you know, just. With the with the whole gas thing, he's just, oh, just yeah. fucking himself up, you know. And uh, Dennis Hopper really outdid himself in that movie, I think. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin, you know. I oh, mean, uh, Shannon yeah. Dern. Wonderful. I mean, they, they were, you had you know Shannon Dern, Kyle McLaughlin, and I think I Laura, Dern. Laura Dern. Oh, Laura Dern. Yeah, Shannon. <laughs> oh my God, Laura Dern. Thank you. It's late. I'm tired. That's oh, my yeah. excuse. And I'm sticking no, to it. Of course. Um, Kyle McLaughlin, though, I've always. You know, and I think I may have mentioned this before. I've always thought he was a very unique-looking man. Mm-hmm. He had a very unique look about him. You know, unfortunately, he you know he did what, showgirls. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll forgive that. I'll put but that I on my list very, next time. You know, Dune. Yeah. I thought he was a very unique-looking, yeah. char- like man. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's know. very Americana-looking. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and that role, he was perfect for that. Yeah. He was just yeah. an all-American boy. You know what I mean? And that movie just has mm. so many great. L- the symbolism in that movie. Yes. It's so cool. The you know? the colors. Uh, my favorite scene in that movie is the candy-colored clown when the guy's just singing oh, dude, on the thing. Dude. Total throwaway moment, but it's it's haunting. Dude, the look on Dennis Hopper's dude, face. He's so upset. He's just... Well, you can tell he's such a tortured... Per- you know, there's so much anger in that character. Mm-hmm. And you see him, like, he'll go from literally, like, crying... To just rage, just crying to rage, um, and that's that shows the range he had in that in that character that, that Dennis Hopper had. Well, and Hopper did that so many times in his career. I mean, the dude yeah. was a very textured, yeah, yes. actor as a whole. 
Laura Dern was great too. Oh, I, yeah. I, I love Laura adore Dern. I think Laura that was my Dern. favorite. My favorite movie I've ever seen her do was was that mm-hmm. was Blue Velvet. Um, it's it's a tie for me between that and Wild at Heart, because I, I I I haven't seen that in years. It's one I rewatched it like maybe three months back, and I'm like, and I the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this movie, and I, I liked it more on the rewatch. Yeah, Laura I Dern, love Wild at Heart. Laura Wild Dern Heart. did uh, another movie. What the hell was that flick? I saw it too, where she plays a drug addict. She plays like a freaking like total like drug addict. Um, it's a different. It was a different role for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I, and I'm you know I I don't we don't have the time to go and fuck around on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. But it's something. You look up Laura Dern's filmography, and she did a film where she basically played a junkie. Mm-hmm. And it's an inter- it's actually got a very interesting premise. It's a cool flick. But she says some pretty great like one liners in there. You're like, oh my god, it's Laura Dern saying, oh my god, gross. So yeah. Uh, Blue Velvet, we could go. We could do a show about Blue Velvet. Yeah, we should do a show. Definitely, about Blue movie's incredible. Um, okay, I know we only got a couple minutes here, so this is one I guess I've mentioned briefly in the past, but I really wanted to focus on this one tonight, and I didn't want to forget it. Brainstorm, one of my all-time favorite films. Another Christopher Walken movie too. Um, Damn, <laughs> watch up my ass. Have you seen Brainstorm? I have, I have. not. I Old flick. Want You've to. seen it before, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Me and Andrew have watched it over that here. That movie, actually. you know. It's a geeky, nerdy movie, um, but it it asks some very, very interesting questions, some huge questions, I think. It deals with some pretty serious topics um, tied in with the technology that they were working on at the time. Um, And how it comes together, um, it really, you know, and that movie really ends like, you know, where you're teared up, I think. You know, you're seeing things like, oh, my God, wow. And the idea you're coming from is, holy crap, this is for real. This was a person dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say any more, right? But this is somebody recording their death. I know we see that all the time on Facebook now with Facebook Live yeah. and shit. Yeah, but, but this is a different, that was different. This is a different context, though. Um, and, yeah, that, that's a movie I could just watch over and over and over again. And it it just nails me in the head every single time I watch it. It never gets boring. You know, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. We, didn't barely, we barely even scratched the surface. Well, we can always do it again. This yeah. Is, yeah, this is a list. There's so many things. We, we could oh, do, yeah. like, six episodes of this at least. Oh, yeah. This well, is, we'll come back to it again in a yeah, few we, weeks. Yeah, this is fun Definitely. stuff. Yeah, I think we talked yeah. about some really weird, obscure movies, some, some fun movies I think everybody's seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we really covered... Yeah, we cover the, the 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 tangent on what you could you know what's out there. If you haven't seen any of this stuff, check it out. Yeah, there's there's some really high quality stuff that we've mentioned, and, and well, I'm looking for Heartbreak Ridge wasn't very high quality. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was Clint Eastwood, but it was just you know very dated. You know, didn't hold up very well, but a lot of fun to watch still. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. This was episode 57 of Real Crime. Make sure to check out projectorscreen.com. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.